Welcome to Versatile Strategy, a Marvel Christ Protocol podcast. On this podcast, we hope to offer a unique perspective on roster creation, tournament and league reviews for rosters we create, and reviews of upcoming characters. I'm Nick. And I'm John. And we are back. We uh, were gone for a week there. Just both of us had a bit of life stuff come up, I think. And, you know, it kind of takes precedent, obviously, over this silly little podcast that we do. So, but we're back. Glad to be back. How about you, John? Yeah, absolutely. We got some news to catch up on and some affiliations to talk about today. So why don't we get right into it, Nick? That's right. That's right. So we finally saw the full card for the original Human Torch, Jim Hammond, uh, who's going to be coming out with Captain America Steve Rogers here in about two weeks. And why don't we go ahead and give him a read? Uh, John, do you want to take take this one or do you want me to? Yeah, let's run through it real quick. So Jim Hammond is the original Human Torch. He has a three physical defense, a four energy defense, and a two mystic defense. Five health on both his healthy and injured side. Size two, a medium mover for three threat. He has two different attacks. First one being an energy attack called Burn Baby Burn. And that is a beam three, four die attack. After the attack is resolved, he's going to gain one power. And on wild, he has Immolate. After each attack is resolved, the target character gains the Incinerate Special Condition. Then he's got a next attack. It's also an energy attack. It's called Nova Burst. This is a beam two four die attack and it's going to cost him one power but it's got a little kicker on it here when this attack is chosen during the pay power cost step of the attack this character may spend up to seven additional power add one die to each attack made for this for each power spent this way after attack resolve the target character gains incinerate special condition if this attack deals damage after attack resolve this character suffers one damage He's got a couple superpowers to run through. First one being hit and run. We've seen it before. It's going to cost him two. It's an action. Let's him make an attack followed by a move. He can only do this once per turn, like most other hit and runs. Next, he's got a kind of cool one called Too Hot to Handle. It's going to cost him three. Choose an enemy character within two of this character. The chosen character drops one asset token it is holding. Then he has a reactive power called Like Touching a Stovetop. This one's going to cost him two. When an enemy character would push or throw this character, after the effect is resolved, this character may use the superpower. The character that causes this effect suffers one damage. He has an innate superpower called Controlled Burn. When this character ends in advance, it gains one power for each character within two of it with the Incinerate Special Condition. He has the innate superpower of Flight, and finally immune to Incinerate. No changes on his injured side, so overall, Nick, what do you think of this last member of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I really like him. Um, I feel like he's going to have a ton of power. Um, I, beam 2 on his spender is interesting. I think that's the first beam 2 we've ever seen. I'm going to be curious to see what people think the optimal amount of extra power to dump into this is. Because he doesn't have a whole lot of health. Um, and if he's taking damage for each... Oh, no, it's, it's okay, so he can take up to one damage per attack in that beam if it deals damage. So it's not like he's going to completely just deck himself, um, but I don't know. Like I, I think maybe six is the, which, how many dice you want for this attack. So 
that just that feels right so two power for that um i like that he has hit and run that works really well with his controlled burn because he can do a burn baby burn get some power do another one with a hit and run move up and get a bunch of power back and then maybe make somebody drop something with his too hot to handle um he he seems fun i i think he's gonna be really fun to play um four energy defense is pretty nice too so and he's a three threat which i mean Shield is not lacking for three threats, but this definitely gives him another option. Uh, what do you think? I think he's an interesting kind of piece. He has these energy attacks, which, as we say over and over, Nick are the least defensive type of attack in the game to date. He has that control piece to make you drop assets, which is important to remember. I know we've had some times that we've made mistakes with Terragenesis or other cards that list specific types of extracts. So keep that in mind if you're playing with or against this guy. It's only going to work on assets. But it's a great piece to have. You know, if you get to build your roster after you see what crisis you're playing, if you're playing a bunched-up one, you know, taking people to Beam Town isn't going to be a bad thing on this guy. If you can get him on maybe, obviously, Demons Downtown, Screams to him with the immune to incinerate, putting out the incinerates, the beams. May not be a bad pick on Gamma either. You know, you get a bunch of on that Gamma shelters. If you can get a good... if That Beam 2 is pretty tight, but if you can get two... Probably won't ever be able to get three, but maybe three characters into that Nova Burst could really do a lot of damage. You're right, though, Nick, with that taking one damage per attack made with the Nova Burst. He's only got five health on each side, so you got to be careful with that. But I like him. He's this mix of attacking, incinerate. He's got a little bit of control. Interesting to see no defensive tech on him, really, but, you know, he for a three threat, what do you expect? Uh, just be yeah, careful I, with that mystic. You know he's going to get burned down by any the Scarlet Witch looks at him the wrong way. He's going to be falling over. Definitely, definitely. I actually I really like his like touching a stovetop. I mean, you, I know you said he doesn't really have any defensive tech, but that I mean it's something. Um, and if you're playing against a team that's throw or push heavy, something like Brotherhood uh, or something along those lines where, you know, Magneto's builder can push him in. So he's got to think about, okay, do I really want to be attacking this guy with Magneto? If he's right in his face, um, juggernaut likes to push people around. And this guy, I would love to play this guy against juggernaut. I think that would be fantastic because juggernaut is, he's a tank. He can, he rolls eight dice when he moves and punches something, but I think his best, value is as an objective runner in the games that I've played against him where he'll go and if he picks up you know the singular extract he just takes so much work to drop especially if somebody is playing you know magnetic refraction with him and being able to just spend three to make juggernaut drop the the scroll or drop the the senator or or something like that I think it's very tempting to to just jam this guy if if juggernaut's across the table that doesn't work because it's a civilian it's not an. It's oh not an yeah. Asset. Okay. So I guess he, he can he 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 can get the core. I guess right. he can get yep. the core. So that that that's um, the thing that we're saying is like it's the yeah. the fact that these extractions have different types of objectives of what they are catches a lot of people out. It got so me. I got you there. Yeah, I got me. Yep. So pay attention, guys. That um, it, he can only use yeah. that on assets. But I guess yeah. I mean, he could still make him drop the core. Yep. Uh, hammers. If, if Juggernaut's you know, running around with hammers legacy or, cures, or cubes, cubes, yeah, yeah, it's still fine. Books. Um, Yep, books. Yeah, Juggernaut with the book is already scary, so if maybe he should just put that down. <laughs> and that energy is a good way to start blasting into him, you know, and then if he wants to yeah. throw you, you can at least do the damage, and then he's got it. You're kind of messing with this power economy if he wants to ignore it or take it. 
He's cool. Yeah. He's, he fits in a shield pretty well. I like him. Do you see him in any other affiliations off the bat, Nick? Or do you want to get him on the table first before we kind of lock in where we like him? I definitely want to get him on the table first. Um, but we're seeing a lot of characters with immunity to incinerate. And Demons Downtown is a very popular uh, crisis. It's, In my opinion, it's a little overplayed at this point. I think we need some new crises, but I think that's nothing new. I think a lot of people agree with that. Um but, I mean, you've got this guy, you've got Ghost Rider, you've got Clea, you've got Dr. Voodoo. You can make a really nasty Demons Downtown-themed list um, just around that immunity to incinerate. Like, and it's popular. It's a popular crisis. So it, it might be something that's one of those niche things that you can unlock at some point. But, yeah, he seems fun. Um, I don't know, outside of affiliation, where I'd really play him... Uh, Boy, energy attacks. Who needs energy attacks, really? Everybody, I guess, huh? Maybe Avengers, but, I mean, that's the obvious thing for everybody, so... Yeah, sometimes it's nice to see a character that you could put in your roster replace a specific crises, right? We're saying he's immune to mm-hmm. incinerate. If, you're having a sh- if you can play Mono Shield, he's definitely going to be in your 10, and if you see Demons, if Demons is either in yours or your opponent's, and that comes up, he's an auto-includer, right? Like... The ability yep. to score objective points and not worry about taking that incinerate makes him... I mean, I'd play him right away. I thought maybe, yep. you know, a lot of us have been trying to wrap our head around Hydra, specifically Baron Strucker, with the the leadership about conditions. And he has mm-hmm. this guy. We'll get into the tactics card here in a minute. But even on his card, he has so many ways to get incinerate out that he might be a piece that you can flex into there. Was one yep. that jumped to my mind immediately. Other than that, there's not really any that screamed to play me unless you were trying to get some um maybe if you were trying to play some objective shenanigans or something he might fit well in in humans yeah yeah i do like him in hydra but i just wonder if if we're gonna if we're splashing out of affiliation three in a hydra under Strucker, i feel like crystal might do a better job um just with her her tactic card that also does condition things and she gives out more than just the one um she can give out incinerate but i think she can also give out slow and stun too so but, uh, yeah, I mean, Hydra's still probably something... This is somebody you look at, I suppose, for Hydra, um, at least under Strucker. But we should probably read his tactic card, too, so we can get a, a better picture of that. So I'll go ahead and do that real quick. Um, so the tactic card we're talking about is A New Age. This is a shield active card. Jim Hammond may spend three power to play this card. Each enemy character within three of Jim Hammond gains Incinerate. This round, when an allied shield character is attacking a character with the incinerate special condition, if it is an energy attack, you add two dice to the attack roll. So, he's already giving out lots of incinerate. So this is, like, I know a lot of people have already compared this to All Webbed Up, but I don't know. I I feel like All Webbed Up, unless you're playing under Amazing Spider-Man's leadership, like, and you're already handing out slows, I feel like that's better. Um, what do you think? So, yeah... When you're playing Web Warriors, whether you're playing Amazing Spider-Man or even Miles, Webbed Up is your turn to just go crazy, right? And if you are playing Amazing Spider-Man, you have the ability to put additional slows out from anywhere. Putting Incinerates out is a little harder because the character is in shield besides him. Trying to get those Incinerates might be harder to set up. Um, you also have the benefit in Web Warrior is that any allied Web Warrior can spend the power. This one has to be Jim Hammond. 
So you have to have Jim. He has to pay the power. The enemy characters have to be within three of him. It's nice that they get incinerate, which is better than slow because then you're getting the additional attack dice off this card. But then they put the restriction on the attack type as well. So it's like a conditional on who can play it webbed up and a type condition who can attack with it. So I think it has its place. You can probably get it going off with um, Fury and the Helling Commandos. Get some attacks in with them. Maybe you can get some kind of combo going with the getting the flare, getting them called in, playing this card, getting some surprise damage on somebody. But it seems like a lot of setup, and it seems like a lot of positioning on the player's part compared to webbed up, where it's like you can look at a table on round three and be like, well, Moon Knight has the power. There's probably a spider that has the power. Maybe even another spider that has power, and you get to choose where you want it. And then any attack, any type of damage. So the energy one is kind of the kicker for me, where it's like, eh. Yeah, um, and it has to be a shield character that, that does the attack, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, so is web, so characters. So is webbed up. You have to be a web warrior to that, get the that, bonus dice. So that's not really... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so I guess... Yeah, because this is when if you play this and you're getting the two extra dice, they're also incinerated. So that's like a three die swing, which I mean that's definitely going to help with the attrition. But like you said, I think the the just the setup might be a little too much for this card. Um, and I don't think Shield has anyone else that can put incinerate out uh, because Hawkeye doesn't, and he would be the one that would make the most sense, I believe, uh, for incinerating. So yeah, uh, like. Unless he's zipping around and considering a bunch of people other than the ones that he gets with this card, I just don't think this is going to be that great. And it's important to note that the Webbers, aside from Amazing's leadership, can't not really put slows out that effectively either. But you have the added bonus of picking which character does it to get maximum efficiency out of it. And yep, if, yep. You know, if you're desperate, you can use the leadership to do it. So yep. The, the yeah. setup seems tricky, but something you want to shoot for and it can certainly be rewarding you know again we talked about earlier we like this guy in bunched up scenarios <laughs> you run him up there do a hit and run to get in position get the beam off get a night some power get him up to three pop this and then you know hawkeye can take advantage of it with his damage type the fury and the howling commandos can only do it on the spender i thought they could change it on their builder but they can't um Korbach, Iron Man. Korbach's Widow has the range 2 energy strike, but that's, you know. The problem is yep, bo- both yep. Widows, either you're looking at Agent of Shield Widow or Korbach's Widow, both their energy attacks are in range 2, so she doesn't really benefit yep, that, from it very well. That Widow's Kiss, though, on, on 3-point Widow would be, what, 9 dice, because she also gets 1 because they're incinerated just as a result of the, the attack. So that's a 9 dice energy attack that's probably going to knock somebody out but yeah and then you know maybe that you combo then into an interrogate if she has the power so like i think i think they're kind of shaping up to be this combo team you know or you know you know and then Korbox iron man obviously has a repulsor blast and his unit beam on his injured side that are both energy yeah and then he's he's friday into that and he's got a big damage spike going there so yeah yeah is it is it worth it to try to burn down a malekith to throw jim up there to pop this and then blast him with iron man like i'd do it yeah i mean got to deal with him somehow right well nick we've taken a look at the last shield character overall why don't we take an overall overview of shield in general 
with this new yeah, with this new wave. Yeah, so I'm not sure how to feel about Shield, honestly. Um, I know a lot of people really like them, but they're probably not necessarily for me. They feel very. Oh, what's the word? They're not the game that I want to play. I guess that's what I'm what what I'm trying to say. Like my experience with them has been not great, honestly. Um, when I've tried to play them, and maybe I'm just doing something wrong, but I feel like. Furies come behind or come from behind uh, leadership, where, uh, or uh, not the come from behind one, the one where if, if you're if you're winning or have equal VPs, you can you can spend a power to aggressive. Like it, that's kind of awkward. Um, I've found in some situations, and it's maybe this is just me not being used to this type of leadership because I also it like it's it's similar to Sam's because the the first half of it is uh when somebody is dazed or KO'd on your team the first time you're getting a victory point and Sam's obviously is uh a similar thing so things happen when your your guys get knocked out um and that's just that's not the type of game I want to play you know what I mean um their tactic cards are all I don't know they're all over the place um I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to be negative on them because they could be somebody's favorite affiliation, obviously, but they're just not for me. So, Yeah, well, overall, when I look at affiliations, like, I like to play ones where you can skew one thing they do to 11. Mm-hmm. Web Warriors with extracts, Black Order with attrition. Um, certainly the way we play the A-Force was just ram them down and hope you just roll tons of dice and shield, yeah, I guess... shield offers in the same way that Avengers do kind of this jack of all trades mix and match the team you want be yep. able to do everything okay but nothing excel and I like to find the thing I can excel at and push it as far as I can so yeah yeah I'm, I'm definitely I fall in that camp as well like they definitely like you said they feel like a, a jack of all trades type thing but I just I don't I guess I, I, I want something with a little more identity I guess is what I'm what I'm getting at, so yeah, it's kind of the foundation um, of how I build my teams too. Is I look at them and say, "I know I want to do this. How can I do this better?" Where Shield is yep. just—it's almost take the characters that you like the best because, and you can build some combos like we talked about. You know, She-Hulk with yep. the double aggressive, triple if you bring um the card. We talked about all those combos with Jim Hammond. Like, there's things yep. Shield can do that are pretty nuts, and you can build that. But it's hard to have something so situational like that. If an opponent just burns Shiok to the ground, then you brought potentially a tactics card and that high threat character with this side of leadership that only works at half the time. If she's gone, then that plan falls apart. And if an opponent knows that and just ignores her, keeps throwing her, and you're not damaged, then you can't proc any of that. So when you when you have a game plan and it's based around getting these combos off, if someone plays around it, you're really having an uphill battle. And that's just... Not the game style for me, but certainly effective if you choose it to be so. So, Yep, yep. Anything else on S.H.I.E.L.D. before we move on, Nick, or should we move on to the next? We can move on. Um, we'll probably revisit them in the future when they get some more stuff, but I, I've seen enough for now to to know where I stand on S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Yeah, I guess real quick I'd throw in, you know, I thought Sam it was the worst leadership I've ever read. I'm like, who wants to get damaged? Like, this is dumb, and nobody's ever going to play this. And that that <laughs> that rant this came for about a year or so. Certainly no experts. Yep. Certainly prove us wrong. We'd like to hear about it if 
you have something that works for you, but we'll have to see what time tells. So why don't we move on to the next topic? Today is the 27th of August, and I'm excited because the Sentinels and Red Skull with his Hydra troops finally went up on the website, the Asmodee store. Um, so we know that they're coming soon, and I know release dates are not always set in stone, but Asmodee is generally pretty accurate, um, and it looks like they're coming the second week of October. Um, I'm I am so excited for Sentinels. I saw that today, and that's like that was where my mind was all day. I was like, oh, I cannot wait to get these things on the table. Um, I want to see what the the battle damaged options look like because they didn't show any of those in the the box art pictures so um yeah very exciting though what do you think of these john so growing up probably if i look back when i was a real young kid the thing that got me into x-men comics marvel however you want to say was that 90s cartoon in the first episode and the whole arc with the Sentinels is like such a key yeah, night of the Sentinels is a key yeah. foundation of who I am as this hobby as a Marvel fan as a comic reader. They're awesome, you know. X Men have always been kind of my go to team, one I always liked the most. So to yeah, see I... their enemy as profound as the Sentinels added to this game, I'm super excited. Excited to see where they can take it. Excited that we're getting these models that can be customizable in terms of the battle damage, the ball joints, the posing, what it opens up for terms of X-Men that fight against Sentinels pretty often, what it turns up against people that go with the Sentinels. It really is open up for the next wave of X-Men and mutants in general. It's just really exciting. I can't wait to get my hands yeah. on them. I think they're going to really take yeah. over our local meta. Everyone's going to be trying them in the same way. You know, I think we all of us pretty much bought Malekith. He's been on the table quite a bit. People are trying to figure him out. As excited I was for him, I'm even more excited for these Sentinels. Yeah, I, um, I've i been re-watching the old 90s X-Men uh, in my spare time, and man, it still slaps. It's so good. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> like, you got... Yeah, when, it holds up. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to stop saying it until we get a two-threat morph. I, I want that. I need I need that in my <laughs> life, AMG. Make it happen for me. But we're talking you can get Nimrod for the Sentinels. We already know Cassandra Nova's affiliated. Do they, do yep. they kind of tie Sinister in and have it kind of just be like this not-Brotherhood X-Men enemies? Like, there's so many yeah, ways maybe. they can go with it. I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Nick, when we talk about Sentinels, is there anything in the fandom, whether it's the 90s cartoon or the comics that you like to see implemented into a game mechanic? So the the sort of important thing with Sentinels is, is that they, they learn, right? The adaptability they, they of it upgrade, all. They, they adapt, right? And th- so it really excited me when I read the description for the Sentinel Prime. Um, so for those of you who don't know, there, there's going to be two boxes for Sentinels, it looks like. There's the Sentinel Mark IV Prime, which will be the leader of the affiliation, according to the description on the website here. And then the uh, Sentinel Mark IV uh, box, that is a second, it's a second box that is not a Prime, but you get two Sentinel Mark IVs. Um, and this will be the first time you can see two of these on the table, or two of the same model, like, in your squad. Um but the, the important thing that really stuck out to me with this, the description for the Prime Sentinel is that, uh, let's see, 
so it's the the second or third sentence here even more dangerously prime sentinels learn from every encounter with an enemy and make the data available to other sentinels leading the new sentinels affiliation the sentinel prime works particularly well well with the mark four sentinels and cassandra nova um so that makes me it it almost makes me go back to Taskmaster. Is that's where my mind goes at the beginning? Is he's got his defensive tech where if he gets attacked twice by the same person um, in a, a round, he has better defenses. I wonder if they're going to do something like that with the Sentinels. Um, but if it's shared, maybe it's if somebody attacks the Prime, then everybody gets better defenses for that round against that character. Um, this is just me blowing smoke at this point. I have no idea, but that's immediately where my mind goes. So very exciting for the adaptability. Yeah, I'd like to see a leadership on the Prime similar to Asgard's, where they can maybe okay. not healing, but but mm-hmm. definitely removing the conditions. You know, if they're yeah. fighting against Jim Hammond and he's incinerated them, maybe they can remove the incinerate and not suffer incinerate for the rest of the round. Or if yep. you give them ability to use the the leadership once per turn instead of once per round, instead of the Asgard, kind of change it and tweak it. I am kind of curious to see if... So that's what you've just described is very similar to the Winter Guard leadership, at least half of it. So I feel like they would need to give us something else along with that, but I could see where you're going. Yeah, just just to show how adaptable they are against the mutants in the comics. You know, when Iceman yep. or Pyro or anyone attacks them eventually they learn and they adapt and they're no longer effective against that you know i'd like to and i think the prime being able to pass that out to the other ones would be thematic and i kind of like that idea i'm also kind of curious are we going to see maybe not necessarily the prime but maybe the mark fours don't have an injured side like the hulks you know that's an interesting thought i hadn't considered just have like i could definitely see them like anywhere from 14 to 18 health pool without and then they're just ko'd and maybe they're yeah. and we guys were just nerd talking here, just things we want to see. But <laughs> you know, maybe we have another insane power costed card, which lets you resummon a Mark Four. You know, there's there's so many cool. Oh my goodness, could you imagine? There's so many cool things they can do with these guys that, like, the hype train is through the roof for me. I'm sure it is for you as well. Yeah, yeah, I I am very excited. I I will be interested to see how these kits um, go together because I feel like the sentinels definitely lend themselves to um like doing like leds in the models um for their their chest little power thing and then their eyes um i yeah the, i'm i just they're so cool this this mark four that i'm looking at right now just it's amazing i i need it <laughs> i have a i have a guess but i want to hear yours first nick knowing that they've said that this is a playable affiliation Mm-hmm. Do you have a guess for what the threat levels of the Prime and the Mark IVs is going to be? I do. Um, I think the Prime is going to be six threat. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put that out there right now. I think he's gonna be six, and I could see the Mark IVs being fives. So I agree with you that the I think the Prime will be six, but I think the Mark IV is going to be four because the box gives you okay. two, and so that takes you to eight. And six gives you to fourteen, which is the lowest threat in the game. That's true. That's that's a that's a very good point. Um, that yeah, that definitely tracks. I, I would also have, play Cassandra Nova. Yep, <laughs> and that and still fit all four. Of them, I would so. not have thought that. Um, 
going into it until they said that this is they are playable as the affiliation. So, yep, I know we get into lists kind of where if you're playing a high threat leader, you know, when you have Magneto or Malekith or Thanos or Dormammu and you get 14, you're like, oh my god, how do I make this work? But the fact that AMG went out of their way to say they are playable, you know, I can't see the... I can't see the Prime being an 8 and the Mark IV is only being... Well, they have to be the, be then 3s. 6. Yeah. I can't see that. So I think I think he's definitely going to be a 6. I think we agree on there. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not. Maybe you got to flex Nova or something at 14. But mark it. We'll see if we're right or wrong. Um, but yeah, the excitement is through the roof. I can't... Normally, when new affiliations come out, Nick, I don't like to play them right away i like to play against them and get kind of a mindset and when things cool off mm-hmm. i kind of switch to them but i do not think i'm gonna have the self-control to not jump on these day one yep i i definitely agree with you there um it'll give me an excuse to try out some new paints that i picked up too because colored metallics are kind of tricky sometimes so um yeah Definitely looking forward to the hobby aspect of these guys. Yeah, they certainly they're they certainly give us that itch we haven't really had. You know, Nick and I both came from wargaming backgrounds, and the customability of it all was a big part of it for us. So the fact that my Mark IV is going to be posed differently than yours, the fact that the paint schemes, while you can have different comic paint schemes on the characters, I'd say 99% of us have that yellow and blue Wolverine. You know, the fact that just to scratch that creative itch on these models is going to Something I'm looking forward to as well. Yep. It does look like, from what I'm seeing here, that the bases are the same bases, like the stock uh, Crisis Protocol 65mm bases with just extra rubble uh, like as part of the model kit itself. Um, so the bottoms of the bases might not lend themselves to lights, but that's not something i've ever done before either so we'll see um yeah just very excited we're just gushing at this point red skull's cool too they're coming out that that box is also looks insane uh i think it's got seven tactic cards in it and we've seen two of them (laughs) yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting point nick that neither the sentinels nor the red skull box are coming with new crises yeah that's that is a thing how do you feel how do you Um, feel about that Oh, sad, but I'm sure there is probably a reason for it. Um, I, I, we're, we're not treading any new, new ground here when we talk about like the need for new crises. This is something that other people have mentioned before as well, but a crisis pack would be nice. You know, just give us a card pack of like 20 or 30 cards with crises or crises in it. Um, and they don't even all have to be new. Like they could, they could reprint uh deadly legacy virus with the uh the correct setup you know Um, or you can tweak you could tweak the other two yeah yeah tweak panic and herbs and make them not as abusable but and and playable again um i don't know about you but i've definitely started to get to that point where i feel like i'm playing the same like six or seven crises every game yeah it's certainly if you have an archetype of an attrition let's let's go here if you have have an attrition (laughs) enemy you know, they're going to have research or they probably have demons and, you know, it's intrusion yeah. probably. And, you know, people have, people have said it and we're going to echo it. The crises are getting a little stale when you play the same. I mean, I've played, we're kind of into that league where we drafted the Web Warrior roster and two of my three games so far I've played intrusions. It's just like, 
it'd be nice to get something fresh, something new, something different. I know probably the chief complaint they hear is that the paywall of the way the crises come behind characters. So if yep. if you could have a rotating card pack, call it a season, call it whatever you want, have them eligible for a quarter, a half, or even a full year of a a time that you play these crises, I think it would be good overall for the community. Yeah, I like that. Like, introduce a card pack that's got, like, one or two new symbols on the bottom so that you can rotate them around as you release more card packs each year. Um, that'd be an interesting interesting style yeah and then Um, you still have you still have the affiliated and the character specific tactics cards in the boxes that way it's not really a paywall because you you want that character like a person that doesn't want ghost riders and care they don't have highway the hell or deal with the devil but how frustrating is it if you bought star lord and then his crisis is now gone you know yep yep i've definitely encountered that (laughs) well yeah how often do you and i run demos at the store locally and someone's first love is guardians of the galaxy you got to look him in the eye and be like well you know you got to play the starter box because that you can't play that mission it's a it's, it's yep. a feels bad so and i'm i was really impressed with the way amg handled the 2022 card pack in general you know they didn't put it behind a 50 dollars paywall they could have and you know i am invested in this game enough that i would have paid that but the fact that mm-hmm. they made it reasonable i appreciate so yep. good on them i wouldn't mind having that for crazies um, I think that about wraps us up, unless you have anything else we want to talk about, John. Yeah, I think you kind of have a short and sweet get back in the saddle here, get an episode recorded. Moving forward, we'll probably get back to that closer to an hour mark and stick on that weekly schedule. Like you said, we had some unexpected stuff come up last week, but we're here, we're back. If you guys want to interact with us, Nick, where's the best place they can do so? I am Waffle on all of the various MCP discords. Uh, you can also reach out to us on our Facebook at Versatile Strategy. That's where all of the polls and uh, voting links will be for whenever we do votings for whatever affiliation one of us will be playing. John, where can people find you? I'm in Cariel on all the major MCP discords. And like you said, Nick, our Facebook page, Versatile Strategy, is probably the best place to reach out to us. If you guys have any comments, questions, or anything we talked about here today, feel free to drop it there. You know, we love interacting with you guys there. Certainly give us questions we can bring up on here as well. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and drop us a comment over there and like nick said that's where all the voting happens so do an affiliation you really want to hear about that affiliation make sure you stay tuned for those voting polls that come up every so often the next one will come up when our store announces the next tournament for what affiliation i'll be playing so i think with that wraps it up nick yep sure does we'll see you guys next week and uh we out